0: Stories are often spoken about Bigfoot and the unknown surrounding the great outdoors. I too have always had an interest in the unknown, and I have spent many a late night reading or watching accounts of Bigfoot, skinwalkers, and other fascinating species. Not just the unexplained, when it comes to the great outdoors. But the paranormal and all the dark secrets our world keeps hidden from us. That is why I started this podcast. I just love talking about and learning about the unexplained. In the episode tonight, we are talking about camping, about Bigfoot, or other unexplained creatures in the woods. Camping vacations were a common thing to do in my life. In fact, we always went on camping trips in the month of July. On any of our trips, neither my family nor I had ever encountered anything particular, anything extraordinary. Yes, strange noises we would hear at night, surrounding the campgrounds. Usually the usual things, you know. Everybody experiences those. But we always just put it down to being scared of being so far from civilization, or to a joke played by one of the other campers. Every time we went on vacation, we would gather around the fire and share tales of the local lore. In an effort to scare each other silly, it was all in fun. Over the course of a few drinks, we would swap stories. In tonight's episode, I have a tale of six buddies who, let's just say, were not so lucky on their camping trip. It's time for you to sit back, relax, and enjoy a cup of Joe in one of my podcast mugs. What? You say you don't have a podcast mug? Oh, you need to check the show notes to get yours today. Now, it's time for me to spin you tonight's tale. Was it Bigfoot, a skinwalker, or something worse? My story for you will be told from the viewpoint of one of our six guys out for a little camping fun. Let's begin. We were completely unprepared to see anything out of the ordinary. It began like any other. Our little band of six began scavaging for the gear we would need for our trip. All of us were securing basic necessities, you know, shelter, lighting, food, basic camping stuff. We packed the truck bed with additional wood pallets we was gonna break those down for fire. We had three two-person tents, a few lamps to place around the area, of some portable flashlights, anything else we would need to make a fire and prepare dinner. We were all set for our camping trip. We prepared a vast assortment of canned and freeze-dried meals. MREs that we picked up at the local shop water bottles and the most essential camping item supplies. We went on a beer run and brought back several cases, including a mini keg that one of us found and snagged up just because it looked good, no other reason. This time, instead of going somewhere far away as we usually did, we decided on a spot that was close to home, a striking distance situated to the east and to the south of the town we all lived in. The land was a perfect middle ground. The park was a highly sought after camping destination though. As a result, reservations were hard to come by. Sometimes impossible to get for a better part of a year. To avoid having to deal with other campers and to have a good time without worrying about upsetting them we was planning on doing a little party and a little drinking. We chose to go further into the park than the established camping places. That afternoon, after we packed up the vehicle with all of our gear, we headed off. As our only means of self defense, yes, we were all carrying a weapon, a hunting rifle. We didn't bring them thinking we'd use them. It was just standard practice to always be ready in case, you know, just in case. You never know when a wild animal roams into the camp. Mostly, simply, the weapons just sat in the back of the truck or maybe inside of our tents. Again, we never planned on really using them. We traveled for a short distance to the camping area, drove past where all the normal campers camp and started scouting around for an appropriate spot. We were used to camping in the woods, and finally we settled on a clearing that had been partially cleared of overgrowth and was framed by a few tiny rocks. There was a circle of rocks that looked like it had been used for a fire pit and the area was strewn with abandoned camping gear as we got out of the vehicles. The area was littered with garbage and empty beer bottles and a tent laid flat on the ground. When I examined it more closely, I saw that the tent had been ripped to bits and was covered in what seemed to be enormous claw marks. We found this particularly odd but we wrote it off as maybe a wild animal had made a nest there after the previous campers left. A reasonable person may wonder, who is simple to leave all their stuff out here? I said that puzzled by the prior campers' actions. Some people, I said. One of my friends agreed, shaking his head. Within an hour, we had our tents up and were running around grabbing bags from the truck, trying to clean up the area. It was becoming dark, so we started dismantling a pallet and building a campfire. We had a simple dinner of canned stew, a few beers, okay, more than a few beers, and then went to bed early since nothing exciting had happened that day. As I mentioned earlier, there were six of us, so we were two per tent. We were exhausted from setting up and the preparations, plus the fact we had to clean up the prior campers filth. So falling asleep didn't take long. However, I woke up in a cold sweat at an ungodly hour in the morning, around 3 a.m. Don't say it, I know. Everybody knows 3 a.m. is the richest hour, or the devil's hour, but that never crossed my mind at the time. When I finally managed to sit up in my sleeping bag, I saw that my sleeping companion was lying on the ground to my right. Over his heavy snoring, I heard the sound of approaching feet outside my tent. The sound of steps unnerved me at first, but then... I thought, eh, it's just one of my buddies going to the restroom. However, it was very loud, and it seemed like a big animal, was just learning to walk, or maybe even limping from being injured. It was at that point, I started to detect a peculiar odor. It smelled like wet clothing that had been sitting in a pile for a few days. It was also accompanied by rotten flesh, or maybe mildew. Because of how intense it was, my mind began to fog, my eyes started to mist, and I may have even gagged a few times. I knew I was fixing to throw up. I hastily unzipped the tin and went outside. After this I emptied my stomach contents on the walks a few feet from the tent. Then I started dry heaving for a few more minutes or two. I needed to sit down. The odor was much worse out here. As I sat there trying to shake the growing fear in my stomach, I had an uneasy sensation come over me. I was being watched. Frightened, I whirled around and peered behind the other two tents, flicking on the little battery-powered flashlight I was querying in my pocket. I aimed it in that direction. I swept the light to the left and right, up and down. Nothing. I couldn't see anything. I illuminated the campground, the neighboring cliffs. That dreadful odor, suddenly it disappeared. Then I turned out the light and sat there on that large boulder next to my tent. I spent the next few minutes trying to relax, trying to calm my breathing and settle my anxiety. After what seemed like maybe 30 minutes, I was able to settle down enough to go back inside my tent and fall back asleep. The next morning, I told the others what had happened to me that night. They laughed at me. One of my friends made a joke to me. Come inside my tent and snuggle with me if you can't sleep at night, laughing as he said it. That's hilarious, I said. My tent mate questioned me. Are you sure you didn't have too much to drink last night? He was emerging from our tent, his hands in the air, yawning. I gave it some consideration. It's possible that my drunken brain conjured up the whole event, the scent. The sensation. It had seemed so genuine though, and I couldn't possibly have manifested that whole aroma. My imagination isn't that good. My stomach still rumbled when I thought about it, although it has been hours since the event. That's not even mention the sound of the footsteps. It's a I don't know situation. I said, just to quell the conversation. The day passed uneventfully, and I focused on enjoying myself instead of dwelling on the event of the previous evening. That night was no different than any of the others. We gathered around the fire, drank beer, ate, shared ghost tales. Later, when one of my companions was relating a tale Another got up to leave. Where are you going? I asked. He said, I simply, I gotta pee, before disappearing into the night. I laughed. (laughs) Too much beer. It does that to you, you know. After about five minutes, we heard our friend scream and then raced back to the camp. He collapsed into one of the tents. As soon as we saw he had fallen, we sprung to our feet and ran over to see what was happening. I saw he was visibly trembling. He pointed his little finger toward the direction he had come from and started dabbing incoherently. Then I got down on my knee and put my hand on his shoulder. Relax, man, and tell us what you saw. As a means of calming him down, I said this in as gentle a voice as possible. There must be aliens, he sobbed. It resembled a human being at first glance, but upon closer look, it was huge and it reeked. It reeked something awful. He started glancing at us. We started glancing back and forth at each other. What could it be? I asked the others. I don't know, maybe a wild animal of some sort. I suggest we arm ourselves for protection. The idea was met with approval. We really should have gotten a hint at that point, but we were so naive. We fancied ourselves immune to harm, certain that any anomaly couldn't encounter us, couldn't logically harm us. We enjoy sharing tales of strange animals and events. We once again gathered around the fire, this time with our hunting life was in hand, attempting to keep our composure in the face of the recent event. There was what sounded like screams coming from all directions. It seemed like it was coming from everywhere and nowhere at once. The noise was moving very swiftly around our campsite. Then, we heard a man scream. It was clearly audible. The words sounded much like the ones our buddy had uttered earlier. You know, when he had run back to the camp, it was like his scream had been recorded and it kept playing over a loudspeaker. Was it an animal trying to imitate a human scream? It did sound fake and unnatural. Then this is when I became aware of that odor again. That foul odor was back, and this time we all smelt it. We were standing with our backs to the fire and pointing our guns into the night. We was doing our best to cover our noses to avoid inhaling that nauseating odor. Then all of a sudden, the noise and the odor vanished. Despite all that, and all that had happened, we still weren't quite ready to leave. So we had a hard time falling asleep, but we all did return back to our tents. Why we didn't simply go home is something I still can't explain to this day. It was a little later in the night when I again was awakened by that same odor. And this time I knew it wasn't a dream because we all had encountered it just a few hours earlier. I've had enough of this worrying about what may be lurking in the woods outside my tent, and I decided I've had enough of these games. So I softly unzipped the tent as I was reaching for my gun. It was beside my sleeping bag, and I peered through the opening. What I saw will stay with me forever. It was a monstrosity. For which I had no words, I couldn't explain it. And I saw it standing erect just beyond the fading embers of the camping fire. It was bent over one of the other tents. It had to be at least eight feet tall. It was completely clad in fur that shimmered in the moonlight. Flesh was hanging freely from its torso and limbs in various places given the appearance that it was partially decaying. Closer expression revealed that his arms were a varying length, as if one of his arms was several inches longer than the other. It seemed to have long finger-like claws at the end of his hands. It was standing over the tent opposite me. Its back was turned to me, so I couldn't see his face. As I watched it, a growing feeling of dread crept over me. My mind raced through every scenario. I couldn't help but wonder whether this beast could tear through the tin and my buddies with its claws before we even had a chance to respond. My adrenaline was pumping, so I cautiously finished unzipping my tin, tiptoed out and raised my gun to the creature's head. Now he was in my sights and I was ready to pull the trigger. Right as I was getting ready to fire, a terrifying shout from my tent mate made me back off. The question, what the fuck is that? He shouted. It seems impossible for the monster in front of us to turn around so quickly, but it did. That's when I first caught a glimpse of his face. Its eye sockets were sunken, and it had yellow eyes that gleamed with malice. Its gapping mouth revealed a terrifying array of jagged, pointed fangs, and it let forth a piercing shriek that blended a high-pitched scream with a deep growl. When I attempted to fire, it leaped on top of me, and it knocked me to the ground, then drove its claws into my side and chest. I yelled out in agony as I felt the creature's cut my skin and stared into its evil eyes, its foul breath nearly knocking me unconscious. The other four members of our camping party had already awakened and rushed out of their tents. They started firing their weapons at this creature, unloading into it while trying not to hit me. This thing must have been hit by one of the gunshots because it let go of me, freeing me from its deadly gasp. At that point, they snatched me up, began reloading, and kept firing in the direction it had stumbled off into. It was gone, at least temporarily. As they hosted me, I cried in agony. We could hear that horrible shrek again as we ran We hastily left our tents and supplies and got in the truck racing away. There was something behind that cry and it seemed to pursue us. My friend who was driving slammed on the gas and tried to steer the vehicle across the darkness, across the countryside so that we could return to town. One of them replied, what was that? As he started to apply pressure to the severe wound in my side. I moaned in agony. The road was rough, and we were constantly being jerked and jostled from one side to the other. Once the creeks' noise faded, we continued on without stopping, racing through the main camping area, through the entrance, through the gate, through town. I apparently passed out somewhere along the way, since the next thing I remember, was waking up in a hospital bed two days later. After I was discharged from the hospital and reconnected with my buddies, we avoided ever discussing what had transpired on that trip until now when I decided to tell our story.